share who you are and not what you think, and it's all going to turn out beautiful. These were the kind and wise words often offered to me by my brother Jason just over a year ago when I had the privilege and honor of standing here and sharing my first sermon at Resurrection. So comforting it was to think about this. Just share who I am. So simple and so terrifying. <laughs> because I'm a human being. I know, shocking, shocking as that may be. You see, share who I am and not what I think is one of the most wonderfully simple and true things that I am afraid to do. Because I'm human. Because as a human being, I am concerned despite myself, despite the robe, despite the microphone, despite this beautiful setting that somehow says I might have something to say, perhaps, maybe. Despite all of these things, I'm a human being who still worries about what others will say about me. I still struggle with what I say about myself up here, right now, even now, right now. And so to even get to the point of letting go of the fear of what others will say of me and letting go of the fear of what I think might be true or untrue about myself and to just be here and share who I am and not what I think feels like an amazingly huge undertaking. And I share this little bit to start off today in part because it grounds me and reminds me of what I am really doing and what I'm here to do. It pulls forward in me, despite my fear, the reality of my connection with you. For are we not human together? And that helps me a great deal. I share it today as well because I believe it goes right to the passage and the challenge in the passage of the gospel that we're considering today. The challenge, how do I, as a human being, full of concern about what other people say, full of fear about who it is that I am, how do I respond to the truth of my being, a truth that I suspect I share with you, which is that the thing that I most long for is the thing that I deeply fear. True and authentic and real and intimate relationship with God. The thing that I most desire is the thing that I most deeply fear. True and authentic, intimate and real relationship with God.
There are many things that we could talk about today in terms of all the stuff that is problematic about being a human being. <laughs> we could talk a lot about the issues that we deal with as human beings, just being human. And we could talk about quite a few things that are challenging in the scripture passage under consideration today. But I'm going to offer that at the heart of hearts, these things meet and are about this one thing. What does it mean to be a fully human being choosing to draw near to this relationship that we so desire with God. This one thing at the heart of what I long for and fear the most. Because this is a question that calls forth in me an awareness that who I say I am and who I say Jesus is are unsettlingly related questions. This passage is a difficult one because it calls right front and center that true thing. Who I say I am and who I say Jesus is are deeply related questions that are called forth as Jesus is interacting with his disciples today. This is a hard passage. This is one of those passages that I believe brings the kind of freedom that is difficult to describe, but it sure costs a lot to get there. I'm going to invite you to go with me. True, intimate, authentic relationship. Relationship. Connecting. Being seen and seeing. Being in active engagement with someone. How many of you have relationship issues? <laughs> oh, you all are so well. Well, let me tell you how it is when you have relationship issues, just so you can see the other side, okay? The other side, for people like me, is that I am all about wanting to be chosen. Choose me. Love me. Want me. And then when you get close and you say, I do, I do and I do, do you? I get a little nervous. <laughs> because I love to be chosen, I love to be loved, I love to be wanted, but the sharp reality becomes very apparent once that starts to happen, that my response to that is a choice as well. It's called commitment. <laughs> I ask for your commitment. 
I'll step on up and say, I want you. But when it's time for me to want you back, I get a little nervous. Because I know in that place in me that it will cost something. Tell me, anybody ever experienced a relationship that didn't cost something? I'll tell you what I know it costs. Straight up, it costs my illusions of how wonderful I am all the time. <laughs> That's right. It costs my ideas about what relationships are for and how they work and how they're made to benefit me. They cost my being honest in a way that is not always comfortable or convenient. In fact, can be downright painful. They require that I show up and stay present even when I want to run out the door. It's what I would ask of you. I'm just not always so sure that I want to ante up myself. Y'all are giving me a couple amens for people who don't understand a thing of what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, that's all right. I appreciate the encouragement. True, intimate, authentic relationship means that I move in toward instead of holding my position or moving back. And so in this passage today, we are called to move in toward these difficult questions that Jesus is posing to the disciples. Jesus says, who do people say that I am? And he gets some answers. We, as a people here, have some experience with responding to that question, do we not? We are a people who have often heard more than we might want to from other people about who they say Jesus is, right? And so we could give an answer, many answers, to who Jesus is said to be by others. And so the next question comes somewhat as a welcome question. In fact, I would say it is one of the most beautiful moments in Mark's gospel for someone like me and perhaps for you. Because Jesus says, okay, move deeper. Who do you say that I am? Jesus himself asks, who do you say that I am? This is not a question about getting the right answer. This is a question about honoring the truth of your personal experience of relationship with Jesus. What do you know about me? How do you know about me? Who do you say I am? For people like us, many of us, that is one of the most moving, freeing invitations that we have been offered in the Gospels. Because in it, is the promise that we do have something to say about who Jesus is. And we say it from our own experience. 
deeper than who others say. And so we move there, and it's feeling very good. And just right along with Peter, who I love, because he's so earnest and so wrong most of the time, <laughs> he says, you are the Messiah. Right answer. Wrong. Right answer. Wrong. It's confusing because Jesus' response is not, you're saved. Not, wonderful, you made it. Not, you're right. Thank God something got through to you. His response is to sternly say and tell no one this thing. How is that a response to a right answer? Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's a response to a different question, a question within that question. And that's what I think is being opened up for us today. He's asking the disciples to stay present for where he's leading. He's going to say to them, here are your answers. Now, what is your commitment? It's very easy to say, I do, I do, I do. It's a lot harder to say, and not to you, and not to you, and not to you, after. You get it. Okay. My goodness, you all are holy. Okay. I'm just talking about a little infidelity. Nothing my experience, just talking about it. Anyway, point being, it's easy to say what we think. It's a different thing to live that answer out day by day by day. And this is the challenge and the invitation, and I will submit the promise of this passage. Live this. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Just like Peter, I'm with you. Okay. And then Jesus is straight up. Life with me looks like this. This is my life. I must undergo suffering. I will be rejected by anyone you think matters. I will be killed. And then I will rise up again on the third day. Well, by the time the rise up part comes, <laughs> whoa, I'm not sure that I do meant <laughs> really in sickness and in health, really for richer or poorer, really Jesus, oh, no, no, no. Peter says, ha, ha, I am going to rebuke you. I imagine Peter here jumping up right in Jesus' face and says, uh, yeah, that experience of your own life that you just told us, um, no, you got it wrong. It's not going to happen like that. The reason it's not going to happen like that is because I need you to do something different. Because who you are for me when I say you're my Messiah looks different than that. Take it back. To rebuke is to censor. To say you are wrong and back it up. 
Peter gets in there and says this to Jesus. You're wrong and back it up. How many times do we find ourselves in intimate, authentic, real relationship, shocked to discover what it's asking of us, and wanting to say to the other person, oh, you got it wrong, you need to be differently. Hmm? And Jesus then strongly responds and rebukes him and says, get behind me, Satan. You who will tempt me away from the truth of who I am, get behind me. Because the truth of who I am is something lived. And you're either going to live your answer or you are not. Let me say this, he goes on. Those that would follow me, now let's remember, these people already are identified as disciples. But he calls it into question. If you would follow me, here's what it's going to mean. The life that I live will be lived in your life. You too will experience this cost of relationship. You will be asked to live the answer of who you say I am with your life. And so let me pause here and ask you as I asked myself, who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say? What comes to your mind? What answer would you give to another, to yourself? Who do you say Jesus is? Redeemer, healer, savior, liberator, teacher, brother, lover, friend, holy one of God? Who is it that you say Jesus is? And now ask yourself, what would it mean for you to live that answer more fully and courageously in your life? How would your life speak this answer rather than your words? I often refer to Jesus as teacher, companion, steadfast one. But what would my life look like if I really made the single choice to learn fully and deeply at Jesus' feet? What would it mean for me to move more deeply into a friendship with this one called Jesus? How would my life be transformed? What would it mean for me to really live what I say I think about Jesus being my salvation? Would I have the courage to enter into what it is I really need to be saved from in order to live that answer? It's easy to say Jesus is my savior. It is painful to get real 
with living the places I need to be saved in relationship with Jesus. This is what the disciples or those of us that might follow are being challenged and invited and even promised with Jesus' words. The freedom you seek, the love you seek, the life you seek is available to you. But you cannot kid yourself that the answer lies in words or other people's ideas. You must get real with who you are and who I am. Because all of it is true, whether you want to engage it or not. The promise is, if you do, life everlasting. Before that, the surrender and the denial of all the things you hold between me and that truth. Deny yourself the lies you carry. Deny yourself the biases and prejudices you hold. Deny yourself the old ideas and the old fears because it is only through that that you can pick up the cross, meaning that you can live concretely in the world at the intersection where the divine and human in you meet. That is where it is. And you need to pick that up and carry that and feel the weight of it and the promise of it. Because if you deny yourself and if you pick up the cross and if you follow me, I will lead you to the life that is beyond the life you think you want. That thing you most desire, you will have. And the thing you fear most, you will be freed from. This is the invitation and the promise and the cost. And the good news is this. You love for you were first loved. You choose this because you were first chosen. And there is no part of this journey that you will be challenged, invited, or promised that Jesus will not journey with you. Who do you say that Jesus is? Fear not and live that answer for the freedom of all of us and the glory of God. Go in peace.